Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, let's kick this thing off because there's so much we can talk about. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Birth Queen Podcast. I am your host, Rachel. Rachel Nix, and I have a special guest, Simone Shepard, here with me. And I feel like this is a long time coming, but perfect timing in all in God's divine timing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's where we should start. I think you DM'd me. Is that what it was? I did because, you know, it was postpartum. I was in my fourth trimester and trying to figure it all out. I felt like pregnancy, and I know we'll get into this, but I lost a lot of me. Yeah. And when I would get on the mirror and I was so grateful because my man got the mirror but he didn't really use it right Mm -hmm. and so I was like you know what I think this is for me so I um got on there and I flipped through a couple of instructors you know the mirror does have good instructors but just the way you just inspired me you just made me feel like just keep on going it just keep on going just like if you can just do this much you know what I'm saying and it was a lot of work on the part that I felt like I should have paid more attention to not just while I was pregnant, but prior to all the focus on the womb, mm-hmm. <sighs> girl, that was, re- that, that was really important to me. So, you know, like that practice and just becoming um, aware of that part of me mm-hmm. was, was really important and you inspired me. So I was like, I was feeling good after a workout. I was like, I got to hit her. <laughs> Who is this girl? And then I was like, who is she? She got a lot of Instagram followers. (laughs) Girl, I was like, this is... And then I got into you. I started doing all my research. I looked at all the amazing things that you do. Like, incredible talent in so many areas. Like... Wow. Girl, you know we both Pisces. We yes. Pisces. We gonna have me crying in the first No, I'm minutes. serious. Like you really, really inspirational. Because as um as a writer who um was like in the throes of pitching right before COVID hit COVID hits, I get pregnant and COVID lasts for almost the two years he's been on the planet, right? right. Like um like almost like three years so through my whole pregnancy and then afterwards it was like how do I find myself again? Mm-hmm. And so as inspirational as you were to watch and to like lead me in instruction for my physical health, when I started looking at your page, I was like, girl, she does this with two kids. Girl, she look like this. <laughs> wow, she's this talented? She do all this. And, and, and the most important, most beautiful thing was... I felt really seen because I went through a lot yeah. to get pregnant. Right. I went through a lot um, when I had my baby and after I had my baby. And to see your focus 
was really, really intentional mm -hmm. um, on acknowledging women who look like me and and addressing the care and the lack of care we receive. Um, I felt it like it was a safe space. Like I found out so information, so much information because just like understanding the importance of having a community of birth workers who understand the process and understand you. Right. Even if you got to go to the hospital, because, you know, I remember when people were telling me initially, like, you need a doula, you need a midwife. And I interviewed a few people, but it was on COVID. I had a C-section. Right. All these things. I was like, no. But when I started following you and really, you know, like paying attention to your message, I was like, see, this is the part that I didn't know. I could have those things anyway. Yeah. I could have this in support addition. in addition to. Right. So I just really love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Simone. I do. Um, so I feel like since you're here, I can share. Um, I was supposed to be named Simone. Yes. And Simone and I are both Pisces. Indeed. And we're going to get it more into Simone's journey, but Simone sees me. I do. And we had a moment in the car <laughs> where I was like bawling because I think you, I know you understand what I'm about to say because we're similar, like because we're Pisces and nurturers and givers. Mm -hmm. But I think you stopped time and space to say like, I see you, you're doing something great. Keep going and know that it's not just the work. Like it's you, like it's I don't even know. It all. Yeah, and I. it's like hard to even say out loud, mm -hmm. but for a woman that I didn't even know to see me and say, keep going, you're special. The work you're doing is necessary. I just want to take this space and time to say, although I'm still like nervous about to cry, like trying to iterate, like, or, you know, reiterate what you said, it's important and it meant a lot to me. And there are days that I'm like, ugh, that your words replay um, That's in my though. head. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate that because I know my approach to life is non-traditional mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and a lot of people have opinions about that mm -hmm. but I see as you said the end and I'm not really sure how I'm going to get there but even on Saturday I hosted my inaugural birth birth queen dinner with um, really dynamic birth queens black women and it was I saw the dinner it was beautiful and it happened yes like every point that I wanted. I wanted to convene black women, to connect in a safe space, to share, to heal, to learn, and then to amplify and activate change. And like, I know that's happening. Oh, yeah. Right? Extremely. It happened. Did it you feel that? It was a beautiful experience. First of all, I don't get out much, right? Because I feel like in most, a lot of women who were there are mommies. It's hard, right? Yeah. Um, but this felt really important. And listening to the women and their stories about what they've been through, all of our stories were very different, which, which is still, it's so beautiful because you think that, um, that your situation is so specific because it is, um, and also so different that no one cares, right? But then you can intersect, right, at a place where we all have had experiences 
that bring a lot of stuff up in us, yeah. right? Um, and although they're different, like our birth experiences, the thing that was consistent was the lack of feeling supported as a woman of color, yeah. right? That was the theme. The lack of um, acknowledgement and knowledge. Like we didn't care. care. Like we didn't have no respect. information. It's like you you make a birth plan. This was the thing that was very very consistent in people speaking about their experiences was you think you have a plan and you can do all the research, but then when you get there, it's not like that. And I hear women say that all the time, but when I hear women of color say it, there's always a little bit of a, a bite underneath it, a little bit of pain, a little bit of holding back tears. Uh -huh. And, and that is the part that you're addressing and that is what's beautiful, bringing the women in who are actually the birth workers to explain to us um, what our rights are and how, what care, what type of care we should be expecting. Because if you've never had the care in any part of your medical experience, right. then you don't, you get there and have a baby, you want it to be different. Right. But that's not the case. And in the moments when we're supposed to be focused on um, the most beautiful experience of our life, the most beautiful part of creation, um, we have to still make sure we don't die. <laughs> what, I f what I find with Black women is, like, we're so used to being strong, and that's yeah. the expectation. What I saw were, like, the layers yes. kind yes. of just fall of weight, mm -hmm. and that we were like, oh, you know what? I did experience disrespect. Yes. I did experience trauma. Mm -hmm. But to experience trauma and then to have to address it or report it, you have to relive it. You have to relive it. So how do you heal without a safe space to address it, right? Or to share. Absolutely. And so that's that was the thing. I can't put that shit in a deck. You, you know can't. what I mean? You like can't. you can't. I'm like, black women, and these women were women of influence and affluence. Yes. And we were all like, wow, we've all been disrespected. And having a moment, because I believe when we have influence and affluence and, and resources, we feel a bit like, you know, well, I'm privileged. So her life is yeah. harder than mine. Do right. you know what I mean? Absolutely. But that's why I wanted all of us with a similar shared experience to be together. So it's like, but your your experience matters too. Your pain matters, period. It doesn't matter period. how much money is in your bank account. Right. If you have pain, you deserve, number one, for that to have never happened to you. Right. Number two, to share that and us to make change. Absolutely. And it's it's just, it's, it's just, it's tough, you know? Yes. Like it's we're dying because we're black. We're being disrespected because we're black. And we're being- At the most vulnerable- Oh my God. You're, yeah. you're stripped down. You don't have anything. You're stripped down to right. the most vulnerable point and, and you're asked to make decisions like, you know, it's, you, I heard some women say they had to rush into a C-section or all the different things or, you know, you don't really know your options because you don't know what's available. So having women- who can not just go through the experiences, because like I said, all of our experiences that they're different, but having like midwives who are black and have, who who really care yeah. to hold your hand and even at the hospital, tell your doctor, uh-uh, they're not doing that. They can, mm -hmm. she can, all these things. Having yeah. an advocate, right. because you're so vulnerable, you can't advocate for yourself. And even with your Nor partner- you have to. Yeah, and, and your, your partner, partner don't, no. he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. Or even, you know, whatever your partner's situation is, even if it's, you know, a woman that you decide to have a child with, you know, 
she has if she hasn't been through that right 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 we still don't know how to advocate for ourselves in any circumstances so i'm saying like just being a minority and being in a very vulnerable state in a in a place where systemically the systems have not showed right. us any fair care right um how do you then manage while still like i said enjoying one of the most you know i think at the end as survivors because that's what we should really call ourselves um survivors we look at it like well at least i have the most i have a child look how beautiful my baby i survived yeah, I survive. but that's not I enough i want i don't want to forget to mm -hmm. highlight because i don't think people really acknowledge us enough like yeah. our partners yes if they are black men mm -hmm. or brown, right? In particular, black. They're afraid to advocate for us because they don't want to get kicked out of the hospital. Exactly. Charles Johnson talks about that all the time. Yeah. He's the one thing he replays is like, maybe I should have elevated yeah. and they would have listened and, and cared for Kira. But she told him, no, 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 like don't. I mean, when I had Baldwin at Santa Monica, uh, UCLA, it was peak COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, end of September and I asked their dad for something and he's like you know it was when Ahmaud Ar right after Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and all of that and I was like can you just go get and he was like I'm not leaving the room yeah he was afraid to yeah. just because things were already really restricted right so he's like I don't want to ruffle any feathers exactly. you know what I mean don't so, give him any excuses and we shouldn't be living like that no exactly when it, our care is at stake right so I when we connected years ago and you shared your story, I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. There's more awareness about fibroids in the black community for women. But can you, yeah. if you're comfortable, share your journey about that? Mm -hmm. And what's so beautiful and, and what I really want to highlight in this birth queen, you know, journey is that the solutions. Yes. And Simone has a beautiful story um, and solutions and tools for, for all of you who are listening. And that is what I love. Because I don't want us to ever leave just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, no, that does but not have to happen. And that is why we're going to put it into that. Exactly. And we're giving you resources. So share your fibroid experience. Mm -hmm. Of course, it starts pretty grim yeah, and it dark does, it does it ends with light so we it i would love end with yes. light um let me just first say this because i think it's important to highlight that this is my story right right so if you can relate to it um but just know that this does not have to be your experience but i hope this brings about awareness right um so people can really um be good advocates for themselves right mm -hmm. so what happened to me is is very long time ago. I was about 32. I'm 41 now. Um, Yo, that table was no cracking. That whole table. <laughs> that whole table was... I place. didn't know everybody's age. Yes, I was like, everybody was and then And then it really inspired me because people tried to tell me I'm old having babies. Girl, them girls had babies older than me and looked... Looked 12, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> so that part, I, can't, I won't put no names out there, but I mean, yeah, the one person I'm talking about that Yes. That was pregnant. She, she looked 12. She, she looked, looked 12, 12 years old. She looked 12. And she was an inspiration to me. So thank you very much for that. Um, I needed to see that to know that that is, yes. that's possible. Right? And, and remove fucking geriatric pregnancy from your body. Exactly. That, oh, there, yeah, exactly. So we'll get into that too. But I hate that. So, you know, very early I started, I always had heavy periods. Um, and I, at the, prior to that, didn't have any money. I was on Medicaid. So I would go to the doctor. And they were like, oh, you're fine. Heavy period. Y'all, you just have that. Yeah, you're black. Black women have heavy periods, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, yeah. 
Um, I saw six. I did not. I did not have heavy periods. Okay, exactly. And to the point where, you know, they try to say it's normal. And right now, if you have extremely heavy periods, it's it's not normal. No. It's not normal. I don't care what they tell you. It's not normal. Um, But I, in the process of probably from the time I was 27 to 32, consistently saw different doctors, um, six specifically, who told me I needed a hysterectomy. And one specifically had not really done the surgery a lot. I was like, but yeah, I'm going to just like basically try it out on me. Like I need the, you know. Practice. Practice. Practicing on black women's wombs. You know, they like to do that. Anyway, so mm-hmm. we won't get stuck there. But yes. But I... I knew that that was not my case, but if I was a woman who didn't strongly feel like I had received that I was going to be a mother, mm-hmm. then I could have quite easily let him take my womb in order to have a more comfortable life because my periods were heavy. Um, it was hard to date. It was hard. I was always on my period. Like all these things were happening. Mm-hmm. Then I got into um, the relationship that I'm in and got really serious and started talking about children and all the things. And so I started being like, wait, I got to figure this out. Right. I got to figure right. out why my periods are so heavy. Why I'm on my period for 20 days, 23 days. Like, why is this Girl. happening? Girl. Did bad. you have energy? None. Zero. Yeah, I don't like, know how I was surviving or working or existing, but I got used to it. It became my norm. So I was used to working with no energy. It was bad. Um, Till finally I found a doctor. So blessed. Found her and she immediately said, girl, you do not need a hysterectomy. You need surgery, right? I'm not going to lie to you about that, but you will be able to have children. You're going to be fine. Got the surgery. Fibroid surgery. Fibroid surgery specifically. Um, And, you know, a lot of women will ask this question, what kind of fibroids did I have? Because that does affect your... Some women can have fibroids, carry children with the fibroids, and be fine. But I had what was called a submucosal fibroid, which meant that one of them was directly on my uterine line, like right on the line. And it was releasing a hormone that was preventing anything from sticking to my walls, including a baby. So I couldn't get pregnant. um, And that was my goal. So after having the surgery and having a really amazing doctor, like I said, she was great, but the person who did my surgery was one of the leading um, fibroid specialists. And he was, you know, at UCLA at the time and a teaching doctor. So, you know, after removing my fibroids, we had a long sit down on my follow-up and he basically taught me about everything that was going on with my body, about my fibroids. And one of the things that he said to me, and I had done some research, but to hear it directly from him, um, because he wanted to ask me a question. He said, this was his question, why do you think black women takes so long to get medical care. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, well, systemically, you're like, you're like no one cares. And not, not only that, we do get care. Like I said, I have been dealing with this for a long time. No one cared. They told right. me I needed to take you. No one told me that you were an option until I finally made it to a place where at the point where I had great insurance, I was working Mm-hmm. So I was able to seek out the best specialist. Mm-hmm. She led me to you, right? And now I have the surgery and my woman is saved. But so many Many women other have been don't essentially have sterilized. 
in that part. Um, we went from breeders to being sterilized because they can't monetize our offspring anymore. There you go. Mm -hmm. So that part, mm -hmm. so, so systemic, right? So he tells me, he says, like, because black women, we get, so all women, by the time they're like 70-something, will probably have some bout with... Um, fibroids or some uterine issue. Okay. Right. But they're when you're past your childbearing ages, mm, doesn't really matter. Take my, you know, I'm going to go through menopause or have a, you, it doesn't matter as much, but black women, we get fibroids larger and at a younger age, which affects our fertility. Right. So our health, when it comes to our womb health and education should really start when we're young, before right. our periods, right. going into our periods, because by the time we can seek the care we need or find someone who cares a little bit, right. um, it's oftentimes too late. Okay. Right, and you so. and those contributing factors. I know you shared mm -hmm. is diet, diet. So they don't they don't actually know stress. Or? It's one hundred percent. So well, okay. listen, there's. There's not been enough research okay, on our bodies. Right? We don't do research on women, period. Exactly. And it's Can I just share this? I didn't know this. They didn't start doing research on medical research mm -hmm. on women. Mm -hmm. Can you guess the year? I think you said something, but it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. 1993. <sighs> See. Okay. So, like, let that Please sit. Let it, yes. Any woman who listens to this, and man, yes. women are not valued at all. In this, like, and I just really just Which is insanity. Because I'm like, yeah. you would not exist. No one would How do you exist think you get here, like, without us. But they don't care. They get here and they like oh. leave us for scraps. Um so yeah, I mean no, so 1993 yeah. is when that began. After I was born, and my mother had um, three miscarriages, <sighs> one of her children would have definitely survived um, if someone cared. <laughs> but, like, they weren't even taking the vitamins or understanding that, like you said, they didn't care about women. They were like, your body knows what, just do it. Like, no one cares, right? So that part. Um yeah, it was insane. So I finally went through the process of having the surgery. Like I said, the doctor who was a teacher educated me very well. And so I was like, okay, so you guys don't know why we get fibroids, right? There there are some people who've done some research. And mm -hmm. if you get into the um, the vlogs or people who've gone through it or right. or birth workers who have had experience with it, nutritionists who are black women who like my nutritionist is, you know, she's a Nigerian woman who um, is from DC and has eaten, she's been vegan since she was like 13 and knows a lot about just, she's like, I call her like the, the woman, Dr. Sebi, like she's really dope. Yeah. Um, but she gave me a lot of information and, with like I, I was seeing her before I got pregnant because like I had the surgery and it took me five years afterwards to get pregnant right so I didn't get pregnant right away it took me a long time of still thinking what, what's gonna happen with my body um and then I started seeing her change my diet like I had already like kind of made some shifts before I met her but really changed my diet girl I was pregnant in like six months I mean COVID came I was resting a lot of stuff but 
Seriously, diet is a big issue. So when you start getting into the and rest, we're gonna highlight that. Highlight rest. Rest. Simone is booked and busy. Rest is very important. <laughs> rest is rest, water, right? Yeah. Um, all the things, um, mental health, all the stuff, therapy. Yeah. I was in all the things. I was getting myself together. Um, so in that process, I feel like our, you know, we're black women and women, period, but specifically women of color hold a lot of trauma in our wombs. We're yeah. used to all day gritting and, mm, gritting and bearing it, like holding our opinions back, all that thing. That, that, you hold that energy in your yeah. body and yeah. it starts to affect you, all the stress, all yeah. the things. Um, and so I feel like that was affecting me, but. But I got really intentional about changing my diet. I gave up coffee. Um, I gave up wine. All the things that, you know, because when you get into the research of what fibroids actually are, what the mass is and, and how, what's feeding them, because that's what, what's really important. Sugar, all these things that feed the caffeine, all these things that feed in, feed them, you have to starve they it. They sound like little monsters. They are little <laughs> monsters. You have to start to starve those things. Yeah. To, to, to really, like... Prevent them because what happens with fibroids is they get really tricky. You can even have the surgery, but they will come back. Shit. And they will come back with a vengeance if you are not taking care of your body. So not just getting the surgery, but also picking up a holistic routine and also talking to people who can advise you what's the best way. There's different types of surgery. Mm -hmm. um, there are other solutions. Not every woman needs surgery. Right. But they, they're going to try to get, because they're going to make money off of that. No right. Bad. It's like a C-section, you know. Um so you have to know all your options and really talk to someone you trust for them to tell you the straight up truth. So like my doctor, she's a Jewish woman. Tristan was like, listen, you could try eating healthy. I know you like that, but I think you need a reset. Like you're already too far gone. And if your goal is to have children and we're looking at windows here um, and not putting any pressure on me, but just right, like giving this, you that, laying it out, laying it out for me, like a realistic, here are your options. Um, I've, I, surgery was my option because of specifically where some of my fibroids were located, right? right? So I had to do that. But by doing that, it made me have a lot of scars on my uterus because that's mm -hmm. what happens. You have scar tissue, right? Right. So although I had amazing work done, right, um, it still is a catastrophic risk of having a... Uh, um, rupturing if you have a natural childbirth. So the minute you have the surgery, you're signing up saying that I know I'm going to have a C-section. Right. And how, well, how exactly. Happened? I didn't know at the time, yep. but I get it. My doctor, she wants, she, she knew my goal and she is a medical professional. So she's like, we're going to have the surgery. We're going to get this baby here. All the things. Right. Um, it wasn't until later that I realized that I didn't necessarily have to have a C-section either. When you get into the the actual numbers, the percentages of you actually rupturing were so small. It's like under a percent. It's like under a percent. But as a black woman, all you're thinking is, is like, but that person going to be me. Right. Right. Yeah. But... But you don't know, but it right. But and I, I think you, there's you this know that, thing yeah. where some practitioners know and others don't. Yeah. So it's not a like a, a demonizing yeah, of no, an OB, no. but it's like they don't always know. So a lot of this is like adopted opinion. Absolutely. Versus like going, you know, I'll, I'll case by case. Yeah. yeah. And uh like, you know, with geriatric pregnancies and, and you know, your risk factors yeah. double. Yes. Like with Down syndrome. Yes. Yeah, but the risk was like under a percent. So a double of under a percent is like less than 3%, right? Yes. So it's like, it's still really small, but you hear double yeah, and, and you just, just think you like, know. oh, as soon as I turn 35, 
all of my kids are going to be Down syndrome. I'm like, no, exactly. that's not that's what's going to happen at all. Um, yeah. So I'm being in a geriatric pregnancy. They get you at the doctor twice a week. They're doing all this stuff. So you just think like you're overwhelmed. And, so and you if you don't... choose midwifery care model yes. of care, that won't happen. To that you. won't happen. You will have an advisor the whole way. Like these are things that I, I right. found out. Right. After going through the process, how important it was. And I'm not going to lie. Like, my nutritionist had brought this stuff up to me, but it was COVID, and I didn't Well, you know, also had that layer. And, yeah. It was a bunch of things going on. I didn't have a community of women like you have and have introduced me to that could give me other sides, other perspectives. I didn't have that. I was just, it was just me and the internet. And the internet scares the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, it's like... Right. Right. It scares you. Right. So you go through that. But what they don't tell you is, is that when you have your baby via C-section uh -huh. at 37 weeks, because they want you to not go into labor when you've had fibroids, right? So at 37 weeks that your baby may have some complications. My son was born with his lungs underdeveloped mm -hmm. and he had to spend 11 days in the NICU. So as a mother who had a high-risk geriatric pregnancy, who could not do anything, they don't do bed rest anymore, but they're like, don't let your heart rate go above this, which is practically bed rest, right? Um, so that part. And then I'm having my first child via C-section, all the stuff. And then now my baby is in a NICU. So I have to get up. Walk to the NICU. It's COVID. Once you're in. Can we talk about how they made you walk post-C-section? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They make you do. You're supposed to walk to the bathroom and back, but that's it. But yeah. I did a lot of walking because my baby was in a hospital. So when they released they me from the hospital. Wheeled. Yeah. When you are, and, and, and no one's factoring in that. You've released me from the hospital like a regular C-section mother who's supposed to lay in the bed and only go to the bathroom and not pick up anything heavier than my baby. But it's COVID and my baby's in the hospital, so I don't care what I have to do. I'm pulling myself together, yeah. walking all the distance. I'm walking through my whole house. I'm getting stuff together. I can't How long sleep. did you stay at the hospital? How long? Three days, and he was there for 11. Mm -hmm. So I did not start the healing process at all. Mm. And actually, because of the risk of rupturing, they gave me an extra IV, which put a lot of extra fluid in my body. Mm -hmm. I had edema. Everything hurt. I was swollen. My ankles, my knees, everything. And still trying to breastfeed. It was the most, like... And not having your baby. And not having my baby. Yeah. Like, that's the most important part. Yeah. Um, and... People don't realize, like... So, me putting my lactation counselor yeah. hat on... Um, attachment is really important for you and your baby. Skin to skin isn't yeah. just about milk exchange, yeah. but it's care. And like he came here early, even like a baby's temperature will regulate. Like that's how connected we are. It like gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and so, and when a baby is premature, the magic of milk, right? Yes. And milk is created when, with proximity to your child. And sleep and rest. And all of that. And so what, where our system is completely failing is to send you away from your child when you- they needed their and, home. Right. I asked, because my insurance actually, and this is what's so crazy is because just like I have great insurance. I could have stayed for another day, but it didn't benefit them. 
So they got to clear that room out. So they're getting me out of it. I said, can I just say, I, I was not ready to leave my child. I was right. not physically ready to leave my I child. Mentally ready to leave my child. And then you said they didn't let you go but once. Once a day. You want you you could go once to see. But For once how you, long? You, like, it'd be like an hour because they have to, as soon as they start doing feeding or whatever, you have to leave. So like an hour was the most I would spend with my baby a day. It was insane. It was the hardest time of my was life. Was that just COVID? Yes, it was okay. COVID that you could come in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So then were you pumping? You were pump I was pumping. I was taking him. So so I was pumping and getting him um, some milk, which I felt like really contributed to his um, like his quick recovery. Like, yeah. um, and it healed him really. But as soon as I got him home and I finally could like breathe, like I couldn't, like I was tired. I was like you know, not like trying to get him the latch he wouldn't because um, they had been... Because they the introduced the other bottle. Yeah. Exactly. Because I could, wasn't around him, wasn't producing enough milk. He's a big baby. He needed more milk. They gave him, they were giving him um, formula. I didn't, that was, of course, not, not my birth plan, plan, but I didn't have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So emotionally, how did that make you feel? Um, oh, like, how do you feel? You know, when I tap into that feeling, it's very hard not to get really emotional because yeah. it is, it was very hard. Yeah. It was very hard. It was very hard. It was very, very hard because, you know, I helped my baby, gave birth to him and I held him for two minutes before they rushed him off to the NICU. And for the first three days, they were like, they let me see him the first day. I couldn't hold him, though. And they were like, we really need him to rest, so we don't want you to come hold him. And it's probably good. So the second day, I didn't even go see him. Um, I was still in the hospital, but I, I was like, okay, well, at least I'm close. Um, and then it turned into, okay, now we're ready for you to hold him because we think that'll help. Like, it was all based on, and I get it. 
I wanted my baby to heal, so I was trying to follow all the rules, but it did not help with the connection. Like you said, oh, it does you not. Need, you needed the. I needed. I needed my baby, and my baby needed me. Um, <clears throat> so that part. Yeah. Um, the hospital I went to again. Not all hospitals have this, but it was really great that they had a monitor so I could watch him. Oh. Well. But girl, I was crazy about that. Like if the because the camera will shift a little bit worse. or like a. Bl- I, I was yes, I was calling like, like his binkies out of his mouth. Right. Yes, like he's can somebody roll him over? Is it? I was calling every second. Hey, this yeah. is Kiran's mother. Could you? I'm looking at him on a monitor. Could you slightly move them? Like I was stressing him out. They're like, could you give him a break? No, I can't give him a break. I need to be able. I was like obsessed with the monitor. Um, yeah, it's and it's like it haunts you. Like you try to go home and get rest so you can produce more milk. Can't. So I can't imagine. I didn't sleep. Of course. And so not. my milk did not come anymore. And I was with all the specialists and stuff. But you know, like once you if you can't get a good it's stress. Like people I, yeah. and this is the thing about it's so much and so I think I just just like we deserve you deserve pause to just Mm -hmm. I just want to hold space to acknowledge what you went through and you are strong and you are accomplished Mm -hmm. and all of those things and you do have your son and and you went through fucking hell I did I did and they did fail you in that the system needs to know better. Yes. Nurses need to be trained as lactation specialists. Yeah. They need to understand this is not in like we're animals, right? An animal would not survive without its mom. Like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like it might then go to another mom. Yeah. But it needs a, mother- a mother. mothering. It needs mothering. Yes. And you're being you're learning that process as you hold that baby. It's an exchange it's not of... Easy. In- like you, it's natural, but it's still like you're holding your baby for the first time. And like, you know, I know that when you when your baby's laid on your chest and then you get into the room and you, you bond through the night, like I didn't have any All of right. that. So every time I held him, even for the hour I was with them, it was like, I was nervous. Right. I was nervous about all that I didn't know and didn't get a chance to connect with like right. it was just it was really really hard and and I had a supportive partner right not all women have that right, right. I had great insurance not all women have that you know and even now I had a really bad experience with a nurse at the um hospital I mean I will give the hospital credit as soon as I reported it they immediately um put the head nurse on my situation and kept it but also they don't want me to say nothing I'll tell people they know they could see who I am and you know what happens to the woman who doesn't have a voice that we have the earth app download we do yeah download the yes. earth app it's birth without the b yes. dropping the b for bias it's a Yelp review-like system for yeah. black birthing people to review their birth experience, to highlight the foolishness, and to Very highlight the great providers. Yes. So go on there, even if you're white, pink, or purple, to see if providers have good reviews. If they don't, don't use them. Because yeah. if they're not treating black women well, then like, right. do you are you really an ally? Yeah, you're and if you're comfortable knowing right. that, then mm, we mm. got problems. Exactly. So yeah. um Let's talk about this in the yeah. last like 10 minutes. Yes. Because the fourth trimester and postpartum isn't discussed enough. It's not discussed enough. Um, yeah. You know, how did you, 
how are you managing that? Yeah, thank you for saying how, because I don't think it ever stops. No, but you're a mom forever. You're a mom forever. Um, that fourth trimester goes on for like, what, 18 years or more? Forever. Oh, yeah. yeah, forever. But no, it was really Especially hard. as a boy mom. <laughs> for real. Because they're like stage 10 clingers. Exactly. <laughs> that part, right? So no, so like, you know, there's this whole, even after a C-section, they're like six weeks, you can get back to working out, all this stuff. Well, listen, remember, I never really healed. I was so focused on like taking care of my baby that when I was supposed to be resting, I wasn't resting. Uh -huh. So my six weeks weren't really my six weeks, plus all the extra fluid, the edema, all these things. I didn't really heal properly. So when I went to go get my staples taken out of my C-section, because you have staples in and they're supposed to, they're supposed to like fall out or they take may take a few out. I couldn't because I was still so swollen and uh, didn't heal okay. properly. Right. Um, so when I finally got them taken out, I probably should have rested even longer, but I didn't know. So I was in there trying to work out and trying to do stuff. I was on the mirror mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to do stuff probably prematurely because I felt like it, it set me back. Like, like I don't feel like my body was ready yet. Yeah. I don't feel like my mind was ready that's yet. That's why I tell everyone. I'm like, that six week is a patriot. It's a sex clearance. It's a sex clearance. It is not a healed clearance. That is it not is, a healed clearance. It is a, talk about patriarchy. That's, that's really all it is. And get back to business. Is she open for business? That's what it really that's is. That's all it is. No, it is. So don't, like, really, I, I really encourage women to remove that from their mind of anything of import because it's how do you feel and every pregnancy, everybody's situation is completely different. Yeah. You know what that, I mean? That part you just, how do you feel? How do you because feel? Because no one was asking, how do you feel? Like my partner was, but he was in the throes with me, right? Right. No one was saying like, you had this C-section and your baby was, how do you feel? Like the medical people, like how was your mental health? How, how were, because I'm Correct. not someone who suffered postpartum, like I had like a detachment from my child, but I had a detachment from self. Right. Right. I was in a whole new body. After having a baby, you know, I did not know, like I had issues, like I had been sitting my whole pregnant, like I had arthritis in my knees and all these things I didn't even know. My body, like, who I had to relearn I? my, my whole body, right? And be happy with who I was as, as a person, feeling, knowing that I didn't fail my baby because yeah. I couldn't breastfeed them all the things mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um because i want to breastfeed and you know i have amazing friends who i watch like one of my homegirls she is a super mom had both of her babies in the bathtub at home like i seen the pictures legs up like she got it done like she's a boss milk for days milk to share people and i was like i ain't got none of that but it didn't make me any less of a mother but at the time no, you feel like but, it but and i needed somebody to tell that's me that's what you wanted <laughs> and so what i want us to all understand that people in this world supporting women and mothers is that you need to acknowledge what the desire was for exactly. that mother. Exactly. And if, if she didn't have that, she's going to grieve that a you bit. You have to allow Do you know? that. Yeah. It, and I didn't understand that. I didn't yeah. understand to allow myself to grieve yes. that I didn't have the process that I want. And that's okay because everyone says, well, you should be just, you have a baby. You, have, no, you wanted you a baby. Should. Fuck you should. Right? I, yeah. wanted the, I wanted the stuff. I wanted to You're have. having the, feelings and you have a right to your feelings. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. so that part, yeah. you know, like, I, my baby turned two in January. I thought I was going to be just stop breastfeeding a few months before that. Yeah. I was one of those. Yeah. I made it to three months, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't diminish any part of my motherhood, like right. any part of my journey. Right. And 
but you don't feel like that when you're going through it. Yeah. You just feel like, like you said, you're, you've lost. And it's a grieving process that you have to allow yourself to go through and to acknowledge that part. Because once I did, once I stepped into really finding myself, finding you and your messaging and, you know, your workout plans and feeling seen and feeling connected to that and being super transparent about my process and letting, hearing other women say, chime in saying, oh yeah, well, mine was like, or whatever. And even my, my friends who had these great, amazing experiences to tune into that because I do want another child to be able to just tap into the energy. I know my experience will never be like anyone else's or like my my experience mm -hmm. that I had the first time. But I want to tap in, and this is what I love that you're doing. I want to tap into the joy part because yeah. although it was stripped from me, it still exists. And I still want to celebrate that part mm -hmm. of experiences. And even if I someone has five kids and they were all bad, we still want to hold space for the fact that they, we should have joyous experiences. Yep. They are available to us. Yep. And even when they don't go as planned, there's a new path to joy. Mm -hmm. And if you're not aware of that, then you don't you don't know to expect it. And, yeah. and just like anything else you attract vibrationally, you know, you have to be intentional about attracting it. So instead of allowing yourself to attract that, you're still in the process of trying to hide the grief. Yeah. Of not having the process. And not to hide. I'm yeah. so, I will say this in every single episode, this notion that people have to hide their pregnancy, hide a miscarriage, hide infertility, yeah. hide, like, oh my God, like enough already. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It it's is. because it causes so, to me, so much collateral damage. Everybody has a like right to just be. <laughs> She doesn't need to walk around smiling all the time. Exactly. She's happy and she has yeah. pain. And she has a right to both of those. Yes. And so that's exactly why, although we're both crying and that's, but that's okay. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's cathartic. It is. I know I'm like an artist and all of that. No, but it is cathartic. But there's a catharsis that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And it is uncomfortable. And that is to me, but that's just like when you work out, when your muscles burn, yes. you grow. Yeah. And you heat, you know, yeah. and you reach your and achieve your goals. Right. And so I just want everyone to give the their pain structures. Yeah. It, just like you said, like working out, or even when you're if you're going in through therapy or anything, you know, facing the shadow parts of yeah. yourselves are the parts that allow you to heal because the grief supports the joy. They mm -hmm. don't exist out. You, you have to have that, you have to have both yep. so acknowledging grief in its season mm -hmm. um allows you to have joy in its season so if a woman has gone through a hard process or even women like where i was in a space of like i know my body's supposed to be able to have children but and get pregnant but it's not doing that right right to even be able to be honest about that you know, when I started getting honest about that, some people started giving me information. It's when I found the doctor who said, you don't. Right. I, but if I didn't you share. You had to expose, be vulnerable, share. That part. Yep. The minute I did that. Yeah. Honestly, like when I got really transparent, like I, I went through a season of transparency, like with my, my infertility issues, like, and. I had did all the stuff. I took the medicine. I went. I mean, and I got pregnant naturally, so I didn't even have any help. But before that, I was taking pills to try to help. It didn't work. None of the stuff worked. But I think there's a freedom you know? in the honesty. Yes, right? absolutely. Like, you were freed 
Because you're crazy. carrying a load of that when you hide, yeah. right? Like, when are you guys going to have a baby? Oh, and yeah. When be, are you going to have a baby? Everybody be careful, please, yes. with that. Um, because you don't know how many years somebody's been trying. Been trying. Um, and when you hear them say, yeah, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, be present to that. And like, people don't have to have babies. And they, they don't, don't have, have to have, have babies at all. And, and they, they don't have to get married. Natural, and they don't have to have And they don't naturally. have to have a partner. Yeah, and, like, all of these things. Like, yeah. all these you, rules that... Your the, process is your process. <laughs> right, your exactly. motherhood is motherhood. Because, you know, the other part about it is, is that I'm a stepmother, too. Right. And I take pride in, in being a bonus mother and supporting, you know, my partner and I supporting, you know, her mother in her growth as as well, like that's really important to me too. Like that's a part of my motherhood journey too, which is a completely different story, right. you know? But they're all a part of my story. Yeah. And I realize the more honest I can be about those, those parts of my life, not only do I inspire and help women, but they come and inspire and help me. Of course. And it's reciprocal. It's, I think, yes. I absolutely think that. All right. So, and on a high note and close, what... You shared, usually I ask, like, what was your biggest push moment? You absolutely have shared <laughs> quite a few moments that you were able to push to the other side yeah. of. And I'm so grateful that it brought you joy and your son. Mm -hmm. um, what are you giving birth to next? Oh, so much. <clears throat> um, so I'm totally in a season of... Not just a creation season because, you know, I'm a writer, so I have a couple of things that I'm working on, right? So that's that's my work and that's my passion. Um, but, you know, I am really in a season of, once I got back to myself, mm -hmm. right, I realized that not only was I a new person, right, mm -hmm. but I was this... You leveled up. You upgrade. leveled up. I was the upgraded <laughs> version of the person I was before, and tapping into that is so yeah. important. And and women, whether it's through their womb journeys or through their just um, healing their hearts or whatever part of it mm -hmm. is, connecting with women and promoting growth and and allowing women to know that they've been seen. So whether it's being a part of your initiative, you know, I have some other people who I'm trying to do my best to be a part of their initiatives, but just finding my way. Because here's the other thing, you know, I was in a season of like trying to put something like this together myself. Right. But I honestly, um, did not have, let me tell you something. I was doing the work and looked at your deck and said, she's already done the work. Right. So why am I trying to redo something that would just be me my ego right mm -hmm. if ego aside you have done amazing work to find amazing people and also the initiatives that you have and trying to implement around just helping black birth workers be seen be placed yeah. um it's so powerful and so profound that I was like, I need to just get on that board <laughs> and help her keep pushing your agenda. So I'm really in a season of trying to not only find my own ways and 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 all, I'm creating like behind the scenes and I can't wait to share some stuff that I have going on, but creating ways to really allow women to connect with who they are. But I'm yeah. also trying to connect with women like you who like I said, are already doing the work to help women find pathways to, to, to health, to growth, 
you know, to being seen. And you have done a great job of finding women who are doing the work just like you. So it's dope. Like, I just love to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to end here, but I want to, I, we don't always see the behind the scenes. And I want to highlight to every black woman that's listening to, there are black women who see you, who love you and who will support you and continue to push you forward to your destiny and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, help you really uh, see your dharma come to life. And Simone, absolutely, I want to thank you for being one of those women in my life. Um, And it just feels so good. Like People don't see the BTS of the love and support that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was one thing she said. She's like, I want you to make sure you, like, notate and, like, take that all in yes. because that's that's where that's the magic of this right the magic it's not it. this like shiny yeah. stuff it's like when I pick up the phone and call a stranger yeah. like I talked to Annie Jean Patiste who like <laughs> does this dope like D and I like at Google we found each other on the gram and I was like you look dope she was like you look dope too what you need girl complete strangers yes. and I'm like it's blowing my mind. I'm like, so just ask for what you need. Just reach out to random people. Yeah. And because we we got we this. We need each other. We need each other. We don't we have to do this shit by other. ourselves. We do not. This idea of like doing it all by yourself, sis, don't do that. that don't do that. We yeah. soft Delegate. The delegate. The being a mother has taught me how to delegate. Birth queen, stay yeah. on your throne. Stay on your and throne. delegate. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I love thank you so much. You. And I'm so glad we were able to make this I space and time. I'm going to come back to LA. You yes. can back to New York and visit yes. too. Yes. Um, thank you everyone for listening. And I'm sure we'll do this again. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, boo. Oh, that was great.